This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badass friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name's Laurie Wallace. I'm here with my partner, Jessica Weckerlin. Hello, hello. And we are so honored that you are here to join us for another episode. We know that your time is so valuable and that there's a million podcasts out there for you to listen to. And the fact that you're here listening to ours truly means so much. If you would send us all the five-star reviews, get on Apple Podcasts, um, and tell us what you think about these episodes. Share it with your friends and family if you think it will be helpful. It would help us grow this movement and be able to help more people, which is what we're really all about at the Badass Ladies Club. Uh, so today is an episode, you know, like we get into episode topics and what we want to talk about. And I'm kind of in love with this direction that we're going where we're talking more and more about these big concepts in the energy work in the healing field, but like bringing them down to a level of like how we're actually using it in our lives. Yeah. And grounding is an topic that I feel like we say the word grounding so much, you know, or that I really needed to ground into something and that really peeling back the layers today on what is grounding why it's important, why you hear people talk about it, you know, and how it's really serving us on our own journeys, obviously in healing journeys, but also just in like getting life done, you know, and moving our businesses forward and relationships forward, like grounding is so, so very important. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, let's start with this idea of just what is grounding? Like, how would you define that in your practice? Um, grounding in my daily practice is, um, kind of getting myself in a, an energy of, um, safe and supported and, um, you know, cause I think of like, what's the opposite of grounding? It's like cosmic, airy, head in the clouds, floating. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. like, so grounding, I think brings me to the present. Okay. And that that's really important in my daily work as a hairdresser because I have to be present with all of my clients. I can't be floating in outer space. I can't mm-hmm. be a space cadet. Like I have to be focused. Um, so yeah, grounding to me is like safe, supported, focused, present practice. And there's a million ways to do that, which I'm sure we'll get into, yeah. but to put it broadly, that's mine. What's yours? So I think about, I love that you brought up, you know, there is this light, airy, head in the clouds idea a lot of times of like visualizing things or, you know, like we talk a lot about connections to spirit or Mm -hmm. your inner guidance, you know, and a lot of these things that sound really airy, fairy and light. And as important and real as all of that is that we are these earth beings, right? Like we live in these physical bodies that have to be grounded. They have to be rooted, you know, like connected to the earth. And that if you 
when I think back on healers and teachers and mystics that I have studied or um, aligned with in the past, it's the ones that are really rooted and grounded in the real world that made the biggest impact on me, you know, Mm -hmm. because all of the cosmic, airy, fairy, light, spiritual work and talk you want to do is awesome. But if you can't ground it into my like physical how I can space, apply this you know, like, do, yeah. yeah, how can I apply it? Or all of that's great, but let me tell you what shit my actual life is, you know, right. like th- there is, there's this thing that happens when you ground things into reality, into your body, into this earth plane that we're on right now that make all of that mean something because without it, it's just fairy tales and, you know, like, and so I love the concept of grounding because I am such a literal, you know, like how do I apply that kind of person, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also know that the more that I've explored working with cosmic energies and working with light energies, it's also really intoxicating to work in that high light vibrational space. Well, yeah. And it's easy to get lost Right. There. Well, because at the end of the day, like what I believe, I believe that we are all spiritual beings in a meat suit. Right. So like, I feel like we, we belong with our head in the clouds. Like we belong up there. And the fact that we are earth beings Mm -hmm. and that we have to be here for now is, um, is where grounding is important and comes in. I mean, they're both, you can't have one without the other. They're equally important. Yeah. And I know that, like, the tendency for me to want to stay head in the clouds is that sometimes grounding into reality is visceral and disappointing and painful. And I'm just like, yeah, but, like, earth grounding sometimes really sucks. Yeah, but, like, sometimes I don't want to be here. Yeah, and that here things (laughs) are really hard. Yeah, and that, but also because I am this physical meat suit, you know, like that being grounded on the earth equally feels really good and nourishing. And like you said, safe and secure. And so this is, and to speak about grounding in a spiritual or a healing practice, I think um, people don't realize how good it is to be grounded or how good it feels to be grounded. And like, and when I say like safe, secure, focused, present, like, Yes, I mean all those things and the energy portion of that I think is like mother earth. Mm-hmm. So it's all this yummy you know environmental like the dirt and the grass yes. and the sand and the water and the rocks and the you know that all these elements carry energy. Right. And you know, we can receive guidance and messages so many ways from like feeling into that mother earth energy. Yeah. Um, that really helps me. So it's grounding on in a literal sense, you know, like the first time that I really connected what I was doing to the fact that I felt grounded and that was helping me was this idea of like walking barefoot on the beach. Mm -hmm. And that when I go to a beach, I immediately kick my shoes off, you know, and want to get out and walk in the sand. And that that has everything to do with like my bare feet, my skin on the earth, you know, 
And how often do I take off my shoes and get my bare feet on the earth when I'm not at the beach? Well, you know, like what I what I would compare that to is when a baby is born, they say it's so important to have skin to skin. Yes. You know, so like that that baby lays on its mom and dad, mm -hmm. you know, both their chests and that like skin is actually touching, you know, Absolutely. that that makes a huge difference. Yes. And I'm a wimp when it comes to my feet. My feet are tender and I don't like being barefoot, yeah. but for grounding purposes. Well, and even if you <laughs> just stand. Right. Um, because a lot of times, and this is one of the things I really love about grounding as a practice, right? Is sure, you can go on a walk barefoot, but you also don't have to go on a walk barefoot. Right. You can visualize and imagine your bare feet on the earth and ground mm -hmm. like that your body and your energy and your vibration don't know the difference between you physically doing it and you imagining that you're doing it which is why in so many of our meditation practices we are walking on a beach or we are sitting at the base of a tree or we are visualizing and imagining these grounding spaces to go into and are actually grounding our energy like we were physically there. And in things like breath work or when we're doing group meditation, <clears throat> you are there. Right. It is um, a container that is set. And so I love this. And it, but it works both ways, guys. Like we're talking about grounding and your body doesn't know the difference, but your body also doesn't know the difference when you're playing like super violent video games or watching, you know, like yeah. horror movies. Like it's the same. Your, your energy is like, oh my gosh, stress. Oh my gosh. You know, like I just saw this person get shot. Oh my right. gosh. Like, and that it is um, like a gift and a curse yeah. to know <laughs> that you can physically be somewhere that maybe you're not in actuality by imagining things, you know, and having the space. So one of my favorite grounding exercises is this just image of me sitting cross-legged at the base of a tree with my spine aligned up along the trunk of the tree. And occasionally I'll look up into the leaves and kind of see the sky peeking through the leaves, you know, and just this, when I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, and I'm sort of scattered and I'm not being very effective in what I'm trying to do. My ADHD is kicking in. Maybe I'm overtired for some reason. I can go to this tree that I can see in my mind's eye and it doesn't matter where I am. I did it yesterday on the airplane. You know, yeah. like that I just, sometimes I have these sacred spaces that are always nature environments mm -hmm. usually that if I can't physically be there because I can't always physically be at the beach, I know where I can go in my mind to put my feet into the sand and to have the waves lap up to my toes where my heels sink deep. Mm -hmm. And I immediately connect and ground into my source. And then things get really, really slow down and they get a little more quiet. And I get to this space where I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is good. Mm -hmm. And I can focus on this grounded connection to the earth while still being connected to, yeah, like my spiritual source like that. And that's where the sweet spot happens, you know? Like that's where you get really hyper-productive or the opportunity that you've been working on drops into your experience. Right. Or, you know, like this alignment between grounding and, you know, this cosmic spiritual source is where all the magic starts to happen in your vortex, as it yeah. were, you know? And so I love, but so often we don't ground. Right. Well, and I think that 
for me when I'm not grounded is when like anxiety mm-hmm. starts kicking in. Yeah. And um it's like I'm way too far out there both like emotionally, mentally, f- like spiritually, but also like projecting into the future. Right. <laughs> you know of like things that I can't What's going to happen? Like, right. Yeah. You know, so grounding really really helps me. Um just focus and then I can be more productive right um to where I'm like okay it's all okay like I'm here now and it's okay and yeah it's also what's so nice about being able to maintain our own schedules a little bit Mm -hmm. you know like that if I am it's like so much of my work now I'll block out well that'll probably take me an hour but I'll block out two because I know that after I get that done I'm going to need to go chill in the backyard for a second or I'm going to need to lay down and stretch out and have a meditation or I'm going to need time to ground back in before I jump into the next thing that I need to do. And that uh, oftentimes when it's not 108 degrees outside, (laughs) that includes me being outside. But sometimes when it is that hot, like 30 seconds outside on my tree swing, you know, like even just to appreciate, oh my gosh, it is like Hades level hot out here and how interesting, you know, like, I wonder what that's like. And now I know I'm going to go back into the air conditioning, you know, like that it's, um, or even looking out windows, like cloud porn style watching clouds and, you know, like just seeing how nature moves. One of my favorite grounding activities right now is to watch from inside the house again watch the trees blow, you know, like in the wind and just like what a beautiful experience that is. And something that I take for granted, you know, like all the time, but does really ground me into this thing that like living on earth is actually this really beautiful opportunity Mm -hmm. to appreciate all of this magnificent stuff that's all around us. And that that grounds you into this experience that we're having here which is so important, I think, in addition, because of how much digital work we do. You know, that we are looking at a screen. We are in a virtual reality so much um, on social media and even even podcasting. You know, like that when you can stop and appreciate the fact that we live in this magnificent planet, you know, like on this space where there's all these beautiful things that none of us had to work hard to create, you know, that just like exist in nature and beauty, it grounds you into this mm-hmm. experience. And it's so important the more dependent we become on technology and the digital world, I think, to get connected and grounded. Yeah. And <clears throat> sorry, my throat today, y'all. Oh my gosh. I've been like, it's breezy and allergy. Yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, that coming from a grounded, space and you know I like I kind of said earlier when you're actually paying attention whether it's the way the wind moves the trees or what kind of butterfly you see or what a squirrel is doing or what you know like flowers are blooming or what's not that um I don't know I just the more I get into this kind of work and just really experience it myself I just think that like none of it is by accident yeah and that there's always a message Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes there's maybe not but um 
even if the message is slow down, enjoy. Yeah. Look at the That's earth. a big message. Yeah, totally. You know, um, I mean, if you wanted to really get deep, like, sure, you could, you know, look at colors and what they mean. And, you know, like if you're trying to connect with someone and the way the wind moves and, you know, like there's plenty of different ways that you can do that from a place of grounding. You just have to pay attention. Yes. It's also, um, I mean, I love what you said about like, there's always a message. Like, I think there is always a message, even if the message is just appreciate this. Right. You know, like just appreciate do nothing. this. Yeah. Just do tear. nothing and just appreciate <laughs> this moment that you're yeah. in right now. And that, you know, we hear a lot this idea that like the answers are all inside of you, right? Yeah. Like that you have all the answers. But if you're struggling for a minute, finding the answers inside of yourself, like go chill in nature for a minute. Right. And you'll find the answer. Yeah. It was still inside of you. It, you just needed to reflect it back to the source right. to see it, you know, in a different way. And you'll see it everywhere, you know, like if um, abundance is always like a big topic, you know, and that if you're struggling with abundance and how to call more of anything into your life, whether that's like money or time or love or freedom or whatever you're calling in, you can experience that in nature, you know, like mm -hmm. that the sun does not struggle to come up in the mornings, right? And the grass does not struggle to grow. And that there's infinite abundance when you're looking at clouds and breezes and birds and insects. And, you know, like it's just everywhere all around you. And that all of it happens with fluid ease. And that, you know, like birds don't feel like they're not going to find something to eat because they're not worthy. They, they just know that like the world's going to provide it for them, right? right. And it's out, out there in such that fluid space. And that if you're struggling with abundance internally at work or behind a desk or behind your screen or whatever it is that you're trying to make happen, like take a break and appreciate the abundance that's all around you that has nothing to do with work. And just right. noticing that tweaks your frequency and it opens up all of these possibilities and potentials, you know? So anytime the anxiety is setting in, you're right. It is because you're not grounding this vibrational energy of what you're trying to work into something that's real, go get out in something that's real. And all of a sudden it's going to switch you to a point where you can receive. Yeah. You can allow it. Yeah. You know, so you're talking about like you said earlier that, you know, we didn't have to work hard. Like this mother earth plane that we're living on, like is a gift and yes. it, we it was just given to us mm -hmm. and we did nothing to deserve, deserve it, yeah. produce it, whatever. So it is what it is. It just happens and it happens so naturally. Um, and like taking in um, messages reminds me, this was a million years ago. This was way early in my career. I was still at an old, old, old salon that I used to work at. And it was like during the winter time. And, you know, winter in Texas, y'all, is not pretty. Yeah. Um, it's gloomy. Everything's dead. It's just not the most beautiful. <laughs> um, and we were having some really cloudy weeks, probably. Mm -hmm. um, just gloomy, cloudy weeks. And um, I think there was like maybe some ice coming in or something like Texas likes to do every now and then it just like hits us, you know? Um, and I was talking to some of the girls in the back room and I was like, well, you know, 
even though it's cloudy, like when the sun is out, like maybe it'll help warm up a little bit because we were all worried about like getting home and, you right. know, and one of the girls was like, but the sun's not out. It's cloudy. And I said, that doesn't change the fact that the sun is still it's out. It's still there. It's yeah. still there. It exists. So I, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I just think about that every now and then. I, mean, I think it's so funny that I'm like, you know, it still rises, right? <laughs> like it's still there. But um, just that like, you know, as a little nugget, like even on the gloomiest days, the sun is still there. You can't see it all the time. I mean, it is June in Texas and we're seeing see too much of it. I see it a lot. <laughs> we're yeah. seeing it a lot right now, but there are times of the year where we don't. And right. God, I'm sure like, especially people in the Northwest feel that and you know, at a much like, higher level. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it's so good. Cause it's yes. totally about faith. Right. Like that you have such uh experience in your lifetime that the sun comes up every day. Right. So even if you can't see it, you still know that it's there, right? Because mm -hmm. you have this conditioning, this faith, this experience that it always rises no matter what. Right. And how many things in your life energetically do you have to believe in before you see them? Mm -hmm. Like with this certainty that they're already done, right? Yeah. Before they manifest, before you see them. And grounding is so huge because, you know, like even when we talk about like chakra manifestation and pulling these things, you know, from up high, these ideas, these visions, these things we want to do and moving it all the way through our imagination and our voice and our heart and our solar plexus. And then we get down into our sacrum and our root where these things stall, you know, like so much because we're too focused on how are we going to do it? And we're too mm -hmm. focused on it's not ready yet or I need to think about this more. I need to do more, you know, like, and so it stalls in those rooted, grounded energy centers and so much of your ability to push that through and see it in your hands. Yeah. And the physical reality has everything to do with how good are you at grounding? Because that's where the inspired actions come from that help you do your part to manifest the desire, right? To bring it to fruition. And this conversation about like manifesting things or calling things to you, like we were talking about before, like all of that is where you get frustrated and the thing that you want isn't coming yet. Mm -hmm. And that frustration exists when you're disconnected in this grounding space. Yeah. Um, let's talk about grounding cords because yes, we haven't really like uh, touched on that. And that grounding cords are something that we use a lot in intuitive healing work. And, you know, like people have heard about grounding cords. So what is your, what is an, what's a grounding cord for you? How's that work? Um, when I am running energy, whether it be on myself or someone else, which by the way, you always do with consent. If you do it oh, on yeah. someone else, um, I'm not just throwing grounding cords out Only there. consensual grounding without, around you know? here. Yeah. Um, that it's a tube of energy usually wrapped around your hips and you just imagine that tube um, like from your like tailbone going down into the earth. And so any sort of energy that does not serve you anymore, like goes down into this tube, down into the earth and you just release it. Um, but it doesn't always have to be for people. It could be for places and, yeah. you know, so energetic spaces. Um, 
we do that a lot when we do breath work. Yeah. Um, and when we were in Costa Rica, we had some grounding cords that we energetically laid out there and I do it in my salon and you'd be so proud of me, Laurie. Tell me more. I want to know. I, um, sage the salon. You cleared your space. Yesterday. How's it feel? Feels great. Good. Good. Laid out some grounding cords, some auras, getting ready for the week. (laughs) Okay, so this has been a constant conversation with me and Laurie that I need to like commit to weekly any space, energetic yeah. space to get energy moving through. Well, and it's in alignment with a lot of what we're teaching right now, too. Yes. So, you know, I want to start with grounding spaces. Mm-hmm. And this grounding cord conversation is big, I feel like, with grounding spaces because, you know, we're working so much, especially for service providers behind the chair working with other people's energy, right? And that when people come and sit Mm -hmm. in your chair, that they have got a lot of things going on before they get to that space. So even if they're like the most chill person that doesn't have a stressful life, and let's say they're not really busy and that their whole life is awesome, they may have like had a really weird trip in the car and somebody cut them off or they were running late and they were stressed out, you know, and they're like coming in with this energy from their commute, you know? So even something as superficial is like, yeah, this asshole cut me off in traffic. And, right. you know, like I'm a little weirded out about it. Um, all the way to somebody coming in in the middle of like a full-blown life crisis, but they needed a haircut, you know? Like you're managing a lot of energy from behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And if you see five, six, 10 people a day behind the chair, Your chair, your salon, your space is holding a lot of this residual energy, whether that be good or bad, whatever it is, like it's holding a lot of that for you. And so this idea of a grounding cord, which if we were going to put it in a room, you know, like there's a lot of different places that you can lay grounding cords in rooms, allows the energy somewhere to drain or go, which using mother earth in this way is really powerful, you know, because there is this fiery ball in the center of the earth that we're all like existing Mm -hmm. on, um, that knows how to transmute and, you know, like burn a lot of this energy up. So it's not flying all over the place, you know, and doing things unintentionally that we're not working with. So grounding spaces, you know, you mentioned we do it in breath work it helps clear and clean that space. So as people are processing all these big, heavy feelings and emotions and energies, we're constantly clearing the room of this energy, you know, Mm -hmm. and grounding the room back into a safe, conducive healing environment, which is what you're doing in the salon by, you know, grounding it and smudging it and really clearing that energy Mm -hmm. out. Um, It's just like a vacuum. Right. Sucking all that out of there. It's exactly what it is. Yes. And at the same time, if we can do this in rooms, we're also doing this in people's energetic bodies as well, Um, which, you know, we have a whole episode on chakras and energy centers and how all of that works. So we won't get into all of those semantics and details, but just this idea that like, like a room that also sees a lot of, you know, energy in people, we see a lot of energy in people. And to our point earlier, like, it doesn't matter if that's somebody we've interacted with in person. It might be a phone call. It might be a social media post that we saw that kind of bent us the wrong way. I was on a really weird flight yesterday, and there was a lot of strange collective Mm -hmm. energy. Like, I needed to clear my energetic space. And that a grounding cord helps me do that. Um, 
So yeah, like a tube of energy around your hips extending down from your tailbone, like you were saying, there's this thing about being grounded and connected. I love tree imagery so much, you know, so you can use a grounding cord, but I always imagine the grounding cord growing like roots Mm -hmm. through the dirt and like where it comes in from my tailbone, it like sprawls out as I move it down into the earth. And immediately when I have this image, I like start to exhale as I feel the roots growing down and I can feel the earth getting cooler mm-hmm. as I move down. But then at a certain point, I start to feel the earth getting warmer because I'm getting closer to the core, you know, right. and that this grounding cord clips into the earth and then we open it up to maximum release to draw out any of these energies or impurities or limiting beliefs or stories that aren't serving us, like whatever it is. I release, I release, I release. I'm letting it all go. If it's not serving me, it doesn't have any space here. And it just feels so good to have an outlet to release. A lot of times I'm not even consciously aware of what I'm releasing. I'm just being willing to let it go, you know? And that everybody has a method of grounding that works for them. And sometimes I think the word grounding cord is like super misunderstood. They're like, what's that? You know, right. like, do I have a tail? Sounds or gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> right. And sometimes grounding cords are gnarly, you know, like yeah. they pull a lot of shit through them, which is why we replace them, you know? And, um, but yeah, this concept of grounding rooms, grounding healing spaces, grounding our own energy centers, and the methods in which we do that are really powerful. Um, but besides meditation and besides visualization, I also love the grounding properties of like essential oils, like frankincense Mm -hmm. immediately pulls me down into my body and then immediately pulls a grounding cord down, you know, like it's my body knows how to do that. It's just these things that I do that like help it remember and kick into gear. Um, Or obviously like crystals, like black tourmaline and, Mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes even carnelian and like red, um, crystals will pull me down and ground me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up red because I, I wanted to get into that, that like you can also, you work with grounding with just with color. With color. Yes. Um, and that could be color. I mean, I have red nails right now, mm-hmm. but, um, that could be color of clothing that you're wearing. Um, color of, Makeup. Food that you're eating. um, You know, of blankets, Mm -hmm. of, you know, whatever just makes you feel safer and better. (laughs) You know, Um, that the color red is a really rooting, Mm -hmm. grounding color. And it's what, if we're talking about chakras, it's what... Your root chakra. Yeah, totally. Um, One thing I love about color for grounding or for anything for that matter is that it's only important that you know why you chose it. Mm -hmm. So like I say, I've got red toenails and I have for, but like it feels good to have a grounding color on my feet, you know, and it has this grounding effect every time I look at it, but nobody else would look at my red toes and know that that's a grounding technique, you know, but I know that. Um, So yeah, I love the working with color and that makeup so often is like, Red lipstick is grounding, you know, Mm -hmm. like red polish is grounding. There's these things um, that are universal like that. So, yeah, essential oils, crystals, color work, 
it can be comprehensive all the ways in which you ground yourself, but truly just your awareness of it and your attention to it is enough. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot. Like sometimes I feel like some of these, when you think about things like energy work and healing, that it sounds like you got to go through all of these rituals and there's a ceremony and there's steps. And that is totally not true. Like just paying attention to something or being willing to look at something and be like, Hmm, maybe I need to ground or, you know, like that these things are, your body knows how to do this. Yep. You don't have to know how you don't need to be trained, you know, like that, getting support and learning some of these techniques or working with somebody who understands energy work, whether that's a Reiki practitioner or a massage therapist or an intuitive healer, that the reason why that stuff resonates with you is because you already know that it's true. Right. Right. And so when you do some of this work and you're like, yeah, she was leading me through this meditation. And then when she did this, like I just started to feel lighter. It's not really what she's doing. She's just calling awareness to something that you already know how to do. Right. And It goes back to what we've discussed before in previous episodes. None of this is about learning. Yeah. It's all about remembering. remembering, Yeah. Like you were already born as a being that knew how to do this. Babies are so intuitive. So intuitive. Super grounded. They were born. (laughs) Right. I mean, they're literally born from our root. Like literally. Like you come into this world from the root of your parents that like Babies know how to do this. And I'm not just talking about grounding. I mean, like any sort of, you know, spiritual healing. I practice. I think that like babies just know. Um, And I think that we need to get better as a society to um, encourage those things and not bat them away from kids. Like you're crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. A hundred percent. I also am so encouraged by like how many kids as a practice even understand what it means to get quiet and, you know, like they may call it meditating or they may call it quiet time, but there are a lot of schools and after school programs now that teach mindfulness and meditation as tools to be able to like help calm yourself down or to take a beat. And like, I remember in kindergarten, we had like nap time. Yeah. And that's kind of what that was about, you know, but nobody really put it towards, you know, like this idea of being mindful. It was just like time that you had to be quiet in the dark and lay down or whatever, you know, and that it seems to be moving in the direction where it's a little more proactive now Mm -hmm. as far as why we're doing it and methods and ways that you can ground yourself. But just take it from somebody who like knows parents that are actively working with their children on when they're upset, when they're stressed. I know you do this with Adelaide, like that we get in touch with our own self, right? Mm -hmm. And be present. And I've been working a lot with this idea of like, when you come home and connect to yourself, how comfortable are you just being in your own presence for 20 minutes with no distractions? You know, like no music, no cell phone, no conversation, no, you know, like, can you just be present with yourself for 20 minutes? And that a lot of times we aren't comfortable there because we've never done that, you know, like we've never practiced that. And I love the idea of a generation of, you know, humans growing up in this practice, even 20 minutes is a long time for a kid, but like, even if it's 90 (laughs) seconds, you know, like that, that is enough to build a foundation where when they are in their 20s and 30s and 40s, that they're comfortable being in their own presence without distraction enough that they can hear. 
Yeah. Because I had to unlearn and I'm still unlearning so much that allows me to do that with freedom and with ease and to receive the messages mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, I'm so inspired by the idea that you could just like grow up your whole ex- experience and know that that was something that you had access to the whole time. Yeah. Like I, I've said it so many times over podcast episodes, but Adelaide is so intuitive Yeah, and she just knows mm-hmm. She just knows. And so many things that she just knows that as an adult, I've had to work really hard to like unearth. I'm like, I look at Adelaide and I'm like, don't lose this. How do I, how do I encourage you to keep this? And I'm talking about like the dumbest stuff y'all like our cat had kittens. She knew she had five before we ever even saw them. Yeah. Before they even came. She was like, she's going to have five. I swear she talked to her. Mm -hmm. Yes. She energetically talked to the cat and like knew. And she had all the kittens named. She knew. She was like, y'all, it's really cute. There's Meow Meow, Summer, Stacy, Tyler, and Bubba. And she said, Bubba's a girl. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, Bubba's a girl. And I was like, "Uh, okay. Sure enough, kittens are born. Five Five kittens. kittens. And we go and take them to the vet just to double check gender because I don't want to give away kittens and be like, it's a boy, JK, it's a girl, you know. And um, Bubba was a girl. She was right on. She was right on the money. It was so crazy to me that I was like, how did you know you had to have like. She's always known. Intuitively known that this was going to happen. It was crazy. You have not told me that story. I did not know that she (laughs) knew that before they got here. Um. And she it's drew so, pictures of them. I mean, I've been talking to animals for a long time <laughs> and got it schooled out of me that that was not what was happening right. before I've come back around and realized, oh, no, like I've always been able to like receive information from pets like that. Uh, so I love that she's doing that <laughs> and that it's um, so natural for her. Yes. And how fortunate she is that she's got you for a mom that can allow that space for her to like experience that and not have that scared away or, right, or like shame, you or know, or even just like not, um, acknowledging your reality mm-hmm. and just like brushing it off. Like she didn't really do it. And it was just a coincidence, you know, like that even you don't have to have a conversation with her about that for her to feel how validating it is that she has that gift, you know, mm-hmm. like it's really cool. Um, I mean, that's pretty grounding. I know birthing kittens and yeah, like Adelaide calling it out. It's been an experience. Truly, having kids is probably one of the most grounding things you can do. If we're being honest, that the presence, the grounded presence you have to have with babies, tiny people, teenagers. You know, like that. You just had a whole weekend of little people. Did (laughs) Um, seven-year-old birthday party with twenty-two children and their families in attendance. Ah! was grounding as F. Like, (laughs) it is really so fun. Um, But yeah, it's things that are really primal. Birth, parenting, death, even just like um, nourishing projects and things that like really stoke and light passion and fire in you. All of those things are not real unless you ground them. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they're here because you can have a child but not be grounded and present with them and you're missing the experience 
on both ends, you know, like you can have a vision or an idea for a business and constantly talk about it and not ground it into reality. And then it was never a thing, you know, like that there are so many aspects of the things that we're creating that need to be grounded here on earth. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we've done a pretty good job today, like covering all of these facets of grounding. What are we leaving out? I think we hit all the pinpoints that I was thinking in my head. Totally. Um, So if grounding is a new concept for you and it's something that you don't have a lot of experience with, maybe try some of these things that we brought up today and uh, would love to hear if any of that is working or impactful to you or new to you. Um, or if you have any great ideas about ways that you ground that maybe we didn't bring it up, like educate us. We want to know you guys are doing a great job out there in the world. We love you. Have an awesome week and we'll see you. Thank you. Thank you.